0: Well, good evening. This is Rich and Lisa. Welcome to our podcast. Uh, We named this Small Talk because our last name is Small. And we thought that would be a clever way to do it. And we welcome tonight the the subject that we're going to uh, be talking about is an interview with my wife tonight about an event that happened 19 years ago. That was a life and death event in our lives. And we thought that we would talk about this. So uh, it was a remarkable time in our lives of um, of testing of um, in and growth in, and growth. Yes, uh, which we've been growing from ever since. And um, when I said life and death, I'm specifically talking about uh, Lisa's battle with breast cancer, which came along after a series of uh, setbacks physically, I'll say, of many years that she was on medications and in pain from a previous back operation. And it was a, um, as they say, it was a perfect storm because um, perfectly bad storm because she didn't know it at the time. Neither of us realized that because of the path we we're on with um, the medications that she was taking on a regular basis, so much so that the insurance company eventually denied us, uh, denied uh, supplying the medications, just to give you an indication of how much there were, pain medications and muscle relaxers. And um, and also that we didn't realize other things that, um, well, I'll let Lisa tell you the details, but like I said, it was, a, a, it was not only a sig- significant time in our lives, but it was a turnaround for us and ultimately worked and saved us and was for the good. Yes. So anyway, so let's begin our interview with Lisa Small. <laughs> so tell them, tell us, tell everybody uh, when you realized, let's say that you, you had the cancer and what your reaction was um, to that news.
1: Well, first I have to preface that with when I found the lump I... it was weird because I think at that point I, I knew it was going to be cancer even though my gynecologist told me that 98% of the time it's not. Um, but I just had a feeling that it was, and there was not one moment of fear the whole time. I just didn't have any fear, I wasn't afraid. I wasn't afraid to die, but I also wasn't afraid in the, in the sense that, um, that I had cancer. Like it, it just didn't phase me And I think up to that point, my faith was strong enough for that. Like, that's why I didn't have fear, because I knew the Lord was with me.
0: Right. Well, of course, I was there. Mm -hmm. And I remember that time. And I remember thinking to myself, um, how... Calm you were mm-hmm. and how matter-of-fact you were about the whole thing and um, I guess that helped me to be calm and um, we were on that journey together as far as I was concerned mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't just you that had the cancer it was me too like we had the cancer it was our battle to fight and um, I guess Truth be told, we we weren't really worried about it. Right. But there that doesn't mean it was easy. And um, there were some specific things. For example, um, I'm sure people will be curious to know eventually you're still here. So Mm -hmm. they're going to be curious to know. You know, how we survived that cancer, right? So maybe Maybe you can tell them about the beginning stages. And mm-hmm. um, I'll just say this. I'll kind of spoiler alert. You know, we did begin with the, uh, the traditional medical approach in the beginning.
1: Right. I was 38 at the time of my diagnosis. So the doctors wanted to do very aggressive treatment. Um, and that treatment was chemo, a lot of it, radiation, and a double mastectomy. So that was the plan and I we agreed to that. I remember agreeing to that. So in the meantime, I did get one treatment of or I had I had the two surgeries. I had the tumor removed and then I had the margins removed 3 weeks after that and then I had one chemo treatment and after the chemo treatment I had the port inserted so that they didn't have to go through my veins because you know for I think it was four hours of the chemo IV um, it's they say it's hard on your veins over you know a specific amount of time so I had the port put in I lost all my hair, and and that's how strong this stuff is. And, and I was never as sick in my life as I was after that. I, I think it took a couple days. The chemo treatment, then, oh my gosh, I have to say this, it was coming out both ends. <laughs> at the same time it was so bad and I couldn't eat I remember uh, the doctor said just eat whatever you can keep down and (laughs) the three things I could keep down were pizza Doritos and Oreo cookies I remember those three things I could keep down. I
0: can't say I remember that. I remember sitting in the waiting room. um, What was the oncologist that we went to see? Yeah. At the hospital. And we're waiting, you know, to be seen. And there was a brochure on the table.
1: Oh, that was when we went to the chemo center, the, the cancer center.
0: And there's this, you know, a little brochure, maybe three, four pages. And it was for cancer patients. Mm-hmm. And we picked it up when we read it. And I remember it specifically saying, if you have trouble keeping food down, don't worry about it. Just eat whatever you can eat. Yes. And if that includes cake, pudding, then so be it. Right. It wasn't until later that we discovered that was the worst advice yes. that we could have gotten.
1: Absolutely.
0: And yeah. why is that?
1: Because sugar feeds cancer. Right. Yeah. And that was confirmed when I discovered that. I brought the paperwork in to the oncologist. And I handed it to her. And I said, is this true? That sugar feeds cancer? And she said, yes. And I said, then why was I not told to stop eating sugar sugary foods and drinks and she didn't know what to say
0: right so I think that day if I'm not mistaken was a turning point as far as us realizing that we needed more information
1: yeah well I think that then well before that is when my mom presented me with a box Of video VHS tapes back then, because it was 19 years ago in September of 2004. Yep. And this box—I don't know if the box came in the mail or if she got it and then brought it over, but it had VHS VHS tapes, like about six of them. A book, which was like a a workbook type of thing, Mm -hmm. and a water filter. And I remember thinking what am I going to do with a water filter? Why do I need that? So I wasn't interested. She had told me about this doctor. I thought the doctor was a wacko. And, um, I did. And I told her to stop listening to her because prior to me getting cancer, I was in the car driving somewhere with my mom and she said, Oh, I, I was listening to this doctor. And she said that cancer is just like the common cold. And I went, Mom, will you stop listening to these people? The Cancer is nothing like a cold. And, and I didn't quite understand the connection there at the time. But I told my mom, I said, stop listening to these people. That is." Absolutely not true. Cancer is way more serious than the common cold and it is. It is way more serious But the way you get cancer and the way you get a common cold is really the same way And 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 that's by having a weak and compromised immune system Gotcha. So whether you have a common cold or you have cancer It's all going to stem from the same problem Right. And and everything in between.
0: I think that realization was the turning point.
1: Yes. And I learned all of that from Dr. Lorraine Day, which is who my mom was listening to. And the videos that she sent me were all of Dr. Lorraine Day's and the workbook. And the water filter was a very important part that... um, I didn't even have any idea about until Dr. Day explained how important it is that when you're taking a shower and the water's hot um, there's a lot of things in your water chemicals that they put in to make it uh, cleaner and to get rid of any kind of bacteria so and, and chlorine they put that in so when the water's hot and there's steam your pores are opening up and your skin is the large, largest organ of your body. So all your pores are opening up and all these chemicals and the chlorine and every all this stuff is going into your bloodstream through your skin.
0: And working against your immune system.
1: Right. So it is very important. As a matter of fact, we don't have ours anymore because so, it broke. So we have to get another truth one. Truth be told. Yes. I miss it. I can tell the difference in the water. It's, there is a difference. So my mom got me all these videos and I wasn't interested, but then one day I guess I was, and that bored. was after
0: you got the first chemo treatment. that
1: was after the chemo and the surgery. And so, so I was,
0: so then what the the this information from Dr. Day have on you right. at that point. That's Well,
1: so I well, I wasn't interested. And then one day I was like just bored cuz I really couldn't do anything after the surgery, after the chemo and all. And um and I was just I was very weak and sick and I just didn't feel well. So I popped the video in. And as I'm watching it, I was it's like Where, what in the world? Like, I had no idea. All of this other information existed, that was out there, but it's not available because doctors, medical doctors, don't tell you any of this stuff. Um, They don't know a lot of this stuff. And even if they did, their license isn't, doesn't allow them to prescribe this kind of stuff. So, okay.
0: so what you're describing is you, you didn't, you thought she was a quack. Let's yes, just get down first. to it. Yes. And you were bored. You popped the tape in and now you're finding out something. You're hearing things that you never heard before.
1: That, that actually rang true inside of me. Like, so. like when my mom told me that cancer is like a common cold. That in my, inside of me, I was like, no way. But as I was listening, and she was explaining everything, and right. that made the difference. Everything that she explained made perfect sense. And everything that I had learned medically, like from medical doctors and all, didn't make sense.
0: Okay, so then. What happened after that?
1: Then I asked the Lord if I was crazy because I wanted to stop chemo and conventional treatment, and so we talked about it. And I mean, there was a lot of prayer that went into it. Right. And I really did ask Him if I was crazy. I I remember saying, "Lord, am I am I crazy?" that i'm going to stop treatment like
0: it was radical and just to put things in perspective that's not something that we ever heard from anybody no
1: nobody's nobody that i know has ever done that
0: i mean for example organic food was just starting to come into the common language and people were getting acquainted with that there weren't that many stores that even sold that food 20 years ago right so well,
1: well, what's funny is that Janelle, our daughter, as a teenager, worked at Martindale's Natural Market in Springfield. And she would come home and tell me all kinds of things about organic food and organic this and organic that. And I wasn't interested. And I told her, we've right. been eating like this all our lives. We're fine. We don't need that. It's too expensive. Yep. That's what I said.
0: Which is what most people think.
1: Yeah. I was just right. your typical run-of-the-mill person saying the same thing that everybody else was saying. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That a lot of people still say today.
0: So here we are at a crossroad. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's not just making a decision. It's making a plan. Mm-hmm. It's deciding what to do next. What, what direction <laughs> am I going to go with this? And, of course, there was no... Um, there was no, no uh, information out there, really, very little information at that time. It's, it's different now.
1: Well, but... that's yes and no. On the Internet, there was a lot more information back then mm. than there is now because they removed a lot of it. I can't even find a lot of the stuff that I found before.
0: Okay, so what you're describing then is... Dr. Day opened the door. Yes. And now you were on a mission. Yes. Let's say right you started and I know Lisa of course we've been married almost 30 years now. She will delve in and research things exhaustively. I mean she'll just dive in and keep going and stay up at late burning the candle at both ends just to you know to get to where she needs to get to. So I had confidence that we were on the right path because it's not just it's not just making a decision, was it? Like just one decision, okay, I'm not gonna go back to the medical doctors and get another chemo treatment. It's now it was now what? What kind of plan
1: was there? And that's important because I think people thought I was just not getting treatment and I was not doing anything. And if you're not going to get treatment or if you want to get off of your medication of whatever you're on, you can't just stop it. And that was, I remember my mom, she didn't want to take her blood pressure medicine. And there would be times when she would stop taking it. And we found out she was stopping, she stopped it because we had to take her to the doctors and she hadn't been taking her medicine and that was the result. So, um... I told her she says well you didn't take you didn't get chemo and radiation and and I explained to her yeah but I did something else I I didn't get that but I did something you can't just not do anything and that's what a lot of people don't understand what I did was a lot more difficult to do then to take chemo and radiation and even get a mastectomy. I mean, right. yeah, it's, it's a life changing right. thing and it's not, it's not a good thing. Um, but somehow all that just seems easier than what I, what I wound up doing because what I did was like a full time job every single day. Right. A lot of planning, a lot of, con- you had to be consistent and, um, And a mindset change, and
0: well, that mindset whole
1: lifestyle change.
0: So I remember the name of that video from Doctor Day. Which one? Cancer doesn't scare me anymore. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's that's a big statement. Yes. Because nobody talked like that. Nope. And in fact, it was quite the opposite. It's it's almost like, at least I can say back at that point. Um, when you say you had cancer, it's like a death sentence. Right. People are expecting you to die. Yeah. So including our family, mm-hmm. your family in particular. And um, when we told them that we're going a different route and stopping the chemo, they exploded. They, they, they just, thought
1: I was crazy. Yeah. They
0: couldn't handle that.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. So understandable oh, and, and to and a like, point.
1: Well, wait, this, this other part, um, I heard from a family member who heard from a family member, it was from that person's mouth, that I was in denial of having cancer because, I guess, because I wasn't upset. I don't know. Right? Right. And... um and that person said to, that family member said to the other family member, no, Lisa has faith, and that's why she's not responding like most people would. And right. she's not upset, and she's not afraid. Right. But we talk about it all the time. So, um, yeah, so that was another part of it. Yes. Family-wise. um. Yeah.
0: You know, um, I'm sure people listening have had experiences with their family and even with their health, where people that know you have maybe good intentions and they want to uh, warn you
1: right. that, and they you're, probably that you're well. on the
0: wrong path. Mm-hmm. And, and in this case, I will say it was ratcheted up pretty intense. Um, I think because everybody back then did think that cancer was, um, you know, most people die from it, which maybe at that time was true.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, actually, a lot of people die from the treatment of cancer rather than the cancer itself. Um,
0: I'm sure there's a lot of people surprised to hear that. Yeah. And I know you you don't say that lightly. Right. I know you did your research. And there are
1: people that die from cancer. I'm not saying that they don't. But a lot of people die from the treatment, the conventional right. treatment.
0: And once you buy into the conventional treatment, you take the whole package with you, yes. including something as drastic as mastectomy,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or um, maybe even the, um, the mental approach that you have to things. Mm-hmm. Like, why don't you share what they, some of the things that were said to you by the doctors or by the people that supported that type of treatment that we found out later were simply not true uh like
1: like which oh well,
0: for example you know oh
1: when i called to well, tell with, them that i wasn't getting treatment anymore
0: there's one mm-hmm. and you may want to share um also about when you don't get the treatment uh, the five year later thing when they say that uh if it comes back we, there's nothing we can do for you yeah
1: when i called the oncologist, the surgeon, not the oncologist, but the surgeon, and I told her that I was no longer getting treatment. No, she called me, that's right, because I had told the oncologist or actually the substitute for the oncologist because she wasn't in during my appointment. And um, so he the, the substitute oncologist told my oncologist and then the surgeon called me and said, I heard that you're not getting treatment anymore. And I said, that's right. And she wanted to know why and I told her. And I basically told her that, um, you know, I was going to go a different route I was going to be doing, I think I told her I was going to be doing vegetable juicing and a vegan diet, and that my faith was in God first, not in man. And I said, and I know that medicine doesn't believe in that, right? And she said, no.
0: Right.
1: And then she said, if you don't get this treatment, or I said, I'm, you know i'm putting my faith and my trust in god first right and then she said well if this cancer can come back and if it does there won't there may not be anything we can do for you because it'll come back with a vengeance right. i think i you know it's pretty much that's what she said maybe not in that order but i said that um in my head I just remember the thought whatever passed through my head right. was get behind me Satan because I knew that fear that she was trying to put into me yes. was not from God right. and it was from the devil right and it was so obvious to me
0: right and you had already said That you were putting your faith in God. Yes. And what did you mean when you said that?
1: That he's my healer. Ultimately, he's the healer. He's the one I have to believe and trust in for my healing, and he'll guide me towards that way. And I think of what Jesus says, that um, he tells people, your faith has healed you. Go. Go
0: and you believe it
1: and and I started reading more and dr. Day actually used a lot of scripture too to show that and and even just encouraging people to trust him because his promises are true and I had to admit that I didn't believe that before I said I did I thought I did but when it really came down to it, I didn't. And I had to admit that to him, to you, to myself, and to others, that I didn't believe that his promises were really true or that what he says is real. It it didn't none of that was real to me until I had to face it. And when I finally realized that that's when I was like, wow, this he really is true and real, and he really is my healer and going to heal me. I just have to trust him, and then he guided me the whole way through, and there, there were a lot of difficult times because I had, I called it brain freeze, where I didn't know what to do next.
0: I remember that
1: and and that was unnerving at times
0: well there was no instruction booklet
1: no there was nothing
0: there was really Well, dr
1: day there was a lot that dr day Mm -hmm. shared and taught and i learned so much from her and and doing my own research because she even said don't just take my word for it do your own research so i did a lot of reading i got books and you know read lots of articles and
0: all right. So just to summarize up to this point, because um, we didn't get very, very specific, but you, you touched on it. Uh, we were doing vegetable juicing on a daily basis. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I was doing like, I would say, about 10 to 12 juices a day, vegetable juices.
0: And I remember that it was so concentrated and so often I was doing it along with you. Mm-hmm. And there were benefits to that that we didn't realize. Losing weight was one of them.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, also, energy. Energy like I've oh never had. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, our energy. We felt better than we ever did.
1: Yes. And doing the me- most menial tasks were.
0: Well, ha- I was I looking was for things to do, to do. I was happy. I, yeah. Right. I was like a kid. I wanted something to do. Just give me something to do. Right.
1: Yeah. It was so, like, no big deal, like unloading the dishwasher,
0: right.
1: doing wash, doing We're, dishes, like all that stuff that I hate doing. Yeah. Uh, not hate of, doing, the but... The menial stuff. But life. it just takes time out of your day.
0: Yeah.
1: But, um, but, yeah, doing all that stuff was like a breeze. and
0: So it's not like, you know, we changed our diet, we eliminated a lot of foods. Oh,
1: yeah, I threw everything away in, in our pantry, and our cabinets. I don't think, I I don't even know if I kept anything.
0: So you wiped the slate clean. I did. We're starting over again, resetting, as as they say.
1: I did. Got new pots and pans. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: No, none of that um, Teflon stuff and all that coated stuff that's bad, you know. So there was a lot of things that I had no idea about that Dr. Day taught. Mm hmm. Um, And we took it seriously, right? And we did it.
0: Yeah. And God blessed us along the way, because I do remember along with you, there were times we were doing well, Mm -hmm. um, just, and to give you a little, our audience, like a little timeline, it was November that you, uh, got the first chemo treatment Mm -hmm. same month that you gave it up. And we started on this journey with juicing, Mm -hmm. eliminating bad foods. And, um, you know, you think that you're giving up something. But then when you wake up in the morning and you have the spring in your step and you feel better than you ever did, that part of the journey was like a no brainer because we couldn't wait for the next day to come along to see how things would improve. And we knew what was coming. We knew that, you know, the test was going to be when you went back to get blood samples to see, you know, what your white and red blood count cell was. Did I say that right? I don't think I said that right, I'm, but you get the idea.
1: Why don't we save that for the for part two?
0: We'll save that for part two. But I just yeah. I just wanted to say that give an overview of the journey. Mm-hmm. And that was that, you know, um, I do want to throw one thing in there about the juicing had a lot of carrots in it. We used to buy fifty-pound <laughs> bags of carrot yep. a week, every week, <clears throat> which was which was something. Sometimes they were even hard to get. And you know, of course, you get organic carrots. But anyway, so uh, why don't we share what happened to our skin <laughs> yeah. as a result? I mean, that was wow. That was so unexpected. Yeah, our skin started to turn orange.
1: Yeah, it did.
0: Yeah, we had an orange. The
1: carotene.
0: I mean, we're talking about you know February and March, and we look like we've we've been at the beach all winter long because our skin had this color to it. And yeah, it and other new.
1: other people did notice that.
0: Yeah. So I mean, that was that was kind of like a funny thing to deal with. Um, all right. Well, so maybe we can just sum up for now. Um, I think everybody kind of got a a general idea, Mm -hmm. right, about the cancer and and the route, the the journey we're on. And um, we've never looked back. And 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 that's the part I want to I just want to finish with tonight, Um, because I think about that conversation with that doctor saying that it'll come back. If it comes back, they can't say it will. But if it comes back, you're in trouble. You're going to be sorry that we ever had this conversation. She was trying to throw fear into us Mm -hmm. to to manipulate us into a decision to see things her way. Um, And that is something that we were aware of. You were aware of at the time when it was happening. And and yet we had a confidence Mm -hmm. that that simply wasn't true. Right. And you know what? In, In this world, when you take care of yourself and you build up your immune system. So it has the the strength to withstand all the toxins and things that, that are out there. There's no such thing as remission, is there?
1: No, I don't believe so. Remission to me is like, and I know this is probably going to throw a lot of people in a tizzy. It's like an alcoholic or a drug addict who goes to AA or whatever, and they're recovering alcoholic or recovering addict but that keeps them in bondage and so does remission. Remission keeps you, oh am I going to get cancer again? Is it going to come back? Because even like with an alcoholic or a drug addict, oh, if I'm near people that drink or are doing drugs, I'm gonna start again, or I am, if I take a drink, which, you know, I guess they shouldn't do that, or, you know, you shouldn't be doing drugs and getting drunk anyway, so. um, But, you know, it, it keeps you in bondage instead of giving you freedom. And as a Christian, What I learned a long time ago is that Jesus makes us free because we are a new creation in Christ. The old has gone, the new has come.
0: The truth shall set you free. The truth
1: shall set you free, and you don't have to live in the old way anymore. And making people fearful that they're going to fall back into that What we need to do is we need to encourage them to keep their eyes on the Lord. Because just like with me, with my healing, I needed to keep my eyes on him for my healing and believe him and trust him that he's the one that's going to do all of this. Well,
0: I don't want to miss saying this. I wonder if anybody picked up on this. But how did those tapes end up in our house that day? I mean, we will we
1: take the,
0: yeah, the VHS tapes of Dr. Day. I know that your mom, I think yeah. she physically brought them over.
1: Yeah. And the box sat for a while. I know. I unopened. remember it
0: in the living room. I don't or
1: did I open it? And I maybe looked at it and yeah, it just I, sat there.
0: It just sat in the living room. I remember yeah. that. And but how did it get there in the first place? And if it hadn't gotten there, what are the implications of that? So I just want to get.
1: Yeah, but the other thing is my mom, you would think that my mom got those for me and that she would be advocating for those things. But she wasn't. She didn't. My mom would put a piece of cake in front of my face and I would say, "Mom, you know I'm not eating that stuff anymore." And she go, "Oh, come on. One's not going to kill you." So she wasn't she wasn't even like advocating for Healthy eating or anything. She was getting sick and tired of it.
0: I guess the point I'm driving at is it's obvious that God intervened in this situation. He used somebody that didn't even quite understand what she was bringing with her.
1: Exactly. We're
0: saying things to you that you need to hear. Yep. Uh, Sticking up for Dr. Day when she herself really wasn't sold on the truth of what Dr. Day was saying. Yeah. But she said what she needed to say enough to get you motivated enough to watch the tape.
1: No, she didn't tell me. She didn't really tell me much. The, the conversation I had with her about cancer and the common cold was prior to me having cancer. I see. Yeah. So she really, I don't think she really told me much. I think she just got me the videos, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, I and guess maybe I think, she didn't want to bring I, it up again.
0: I think what I love most about this part of the story is um, that I miss a lot, and I know a lot of us do, is God initiates things yes. in our lives. And we don't recognize it. We miss the signals. This one we didn't miss. No. Thank God we didn't.
1: Mm-hmm. Because it saved your life. And he'll use people, anybody, to get what he wants to you. Yes. He'll, he'll make it happen. And yes. he made it happen. So
0: so how about this one So last? the
1: cancer was a blessing. And that's what I realized. Got my attention.
0: Amen. Mm-hmm. It was.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It ended up... It ended up changing our lives. And, you know, we have to see that Uh, In spite of our own mistakes, and our own wrong thinking, God will initiate things in our lives to help us turn things around if we just pay attention. Yes. Which is, to me, the best definition of love you can come up with. You know, when we're still yet sinners, he gave up his son for us. Like that thinking permeates. That's who he is. That's, Mm -hmm. That's his nature. He'll initiate things in our lives. And not that we don't pray for certain events and for other people, we do. And with that in mind, um, one last question, that is, what would you want to share or say to people that either they themselves, uh, maybe they just, you know, they're dealing with cancer, Mm -hmm. or they have a close friend or a family member that's dealing with cancer. Um, Anything um, come to mind that you want to, share with them that we you haven't already. You've certainly shared a lot that could help them. Any last
1: last well, thing? I know that you had said you wanted this to be for people to let them know that they're not alone. Right. Right? Yes. And um, and that's true. No one is alone in this. And there's there are resources out there. Um, you know, I'm available. I mean, I'm not a doctor. I don't claim to know everything. I only know what I've learned from other people, from doctors, from Doctor Day, from books, from reading, and uh, I've I've done a lot of even like reading on the CDC website, the FDA, um, on the NIH, you know, National Institute of Health, and um, PubMed. So I, I just I haven't just done my research on holistic health care, holistic medicine. Right. I've also done, you know, you done. You made it on a the point
0: other. to understand yes. the medical community's approach and why right. and 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 what they do. And
1: history. The history of it as right. well. And the history of holistic medicine. So <clears throat> while I'm not a doctor, I don't have a degree in any of those of any of that stuff, but I do have a mind and I do understand things and we all can Yes, you don't have to You know, I mean yes, you have to be uh, Have a degree and a license to practice medicine or even natural medicine So I'm not suggesting that but in order to know things you don't have to be a doctor we don't have to think of doctors like, they're the professionals, and they know better than we do, and we don't know anything, and we can't understand and comprehend. Yes, we can, and we need to, because well, it's our body, and we need to know our bodies, and that was another big lesson for me.
0: Well, maybe that could be part
1: too. Yes.
0: Yeah. So, you remind me of a scripture I think that should be encouraging to people. Okay. From the Gospel of John. Um, And uh, Jesus questioned Simon Peter about something. I think it was, do you believe me, Peter? And Simon Peter answered him. He said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And that makes me think about the reality that um, You know, sometimes people will say it in terms of when there's no other resource, no place to go, no one to talk to, talk to God. Well, that's true. But it's much more than that. And we know it and that's something we can talk about maybe in a little more detail. But uh, Jesus gives us the words of life. God gave us the words of life in Scripture. Basically, it's our guidebook. To live this life to get to know him and trust him, and hopefully um, everyone is could see clearly that um, we were just followers in, on this journey, and we followed the right path, and we, we had success from it and, and we want to see other people succeed succeed in the sense that their their life is going to you know uh, go on and um hey, you know, it's still possible that the Lord may have taken